This is Alan Olson, America Dreams, the keys to life success. And this is Nadine Camera, and we're talking about how to live the life you want to live. What are your dreams? What do you want out of life? And what defines success? Today we're going to talk about effectively managing goals and how to prosper in life. You know, at the beginning of each year, our family sits down and we plan out our goals for the year. Um, they include goals involving various categories where we talk about family unity goals, recreational goals, spiritual goals. The process of yearly goals has become a tradition in our family. Uh, the kids have been taught the importance of setting goals in their life. It's interesting. I have seven kids. And, uh, you know, people will say, seven kids in the Bay Area? And, uh, you know, I tell the story. I said, well, look, we, we started in with seven kids before uh, when my wife and I first got married. We decided that was what we wanted in our life. And, uh, you know, at the time I was working for the IRS, I earned about $17,000 a year. My wife was a school teacher, making 24. And uh, the first child came shortly into the marriage, and my wife comes into me. She says, I'm, I'm staying home now. And uh, I said, honey, listen, I, I, I have an accounting degree, and I can put it down on paper, and I can explain to you that if you stay home, we are going to starve. And my wife turned back to me and says, eh, that's not my problem anymore, is it? So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, anyways, it, 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 it turned out to be an, an interesting adjustment period, but, uh, but we stayed with it, and, um, and uh, we have seven kids today. So um, one of the things that we have in, in raising, raising our kids, which each span is about 18 years from the oldest to youngest. It's almost like we hit a second generation of, of kids and parents in there. Uh, but it's always been about making sure that as we raise the family that we teach the importance of goals in different areas of their life. So we, we have uh, you know, basically uh, four areas that we look at. We have the physical, the spiritual, we have financial, educational, and, and, and then sometimes we throw in the you know, special family or social goals that we have. Um, with the business of life, the next generation needs to be taught how to set goals and how to balance life. You know, well, setting goals is really important, Alan, in all aspects of life, personal goals, vocational goals. I find it really important to write these goals down. How do, how do you suggest individuals form a plan to set and achieve their goals? You know, in, our, in our, uh, my room at home, I have a big uh, wall chart that I put together. And, uh, you know, what, what my wife and I do at, at the beginning of the year is we'll first agree on, um, you know, where are we going at, you know, within a three- to five-year period. So we're kind of establishing it. This is our vision. This is where we see ourselves in three to five years. And then we, um, we establish after our vision what our core values are. We, we break it down into family. You know, what do we see within our family? One of the goals there is, like, we want to have a, a safe environment uh, that provides spiritual growth, a stable income, safe environment, a good school, strong relationships. And we go on down the, the core values. The spiritual, we fill in our spiritual goals. We put in what our health goals are. Uh, regular exercise, we put in, like, uh, what we want for work and and that typically ends up being stable income and, and a balance between uh, the, the work and family. But it also, in a work goal, includes uh, giving back to others. Do you have uh, certain 
time limits or deadlines for each goal plan? That's a good question. Well, in order for us to continue to work on these goals, because really what it is is we're setting a path. Where do we want to be within three to five years? We don't want it to happen accidentally, but we want to be intentional with our delivery. And, uh, and, and so we review this on a quarterly basis. And so we'll say, uh, you know, okay, let's take the family aspect. In the next quarter, what do we want to have? You know, just it, it, it's almost like a business. It sounds very much like it. It's very interesting. It, it's the business of running a family, of running your personal life. Uh, but it's 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 a it, it's been amazing what uh, you know when we put the power of intention to work, what we've been able to accomplish there. For instance, I do real estate, and on a yearly basis, I do a business plan, which sets my goals uh, for sales, etc. On a yearly basis, I write those down. Do, uh, that's a one-year plan. Usually, I go with a one-year plan. Do you have uh, various plans that are maybe short, short-term goals or longer-term? Um, goals that your family wants to succeed in? Absolutely. You know, what we end up at the end of our, within our 90-day windows there is we have these little uh, weekly compartments. And we say, okay, at the end of this week, did we do everything we want to do? And the answer is, of course not. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. tough, isn't it? It's tough. It's good intentions. But this is, this is what it's about. It's about growth, about pushing your boundaries, about getting to the next level in life. I think it's excellent. Um, my my son has been, he's in Boy Scouts, and he's taking a time management merit badge, and he's actually writing out a schedule, which is basically his goals, what he intends to do for this week, for this day, for this period of time. And it's really helped him considerably, um, making it, he, now he really wants to make that effort to reach that goal versus oh, I have to do it, and when am I going to get around to it? So I really think that writing down goals is really important. Let me ask you another question, Alan. Um, after you ex- establish a deadline for the goals, whether it be 90 days or one year, how do you make yourself accountable for them? <laughs> well, that's that's where this comes in, by writing it down and putting the action plan in place. I'll tell you a quick story. We had uh, my wife and I, my, my uh, let's see, it's my one, two, three, fourth son. Third son, <laughs> counting up on my fingers here. Uh, he's dyslexic. And, and so we, we had a, a challenge in our public school system because they did not accommodate students that were dyslexic. So he had some special needs. And so we decided that uh, we needed to put him in a special program for dyslexic kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this program ran till the eighth grade. And so one of our concerns is when he was transitioning out of this Academy. It was actually Stellar Academy here in Fremont, just working with dyslexic kids, uh, that he would need to roll back into the public school system where we took him out of in the first place. And right. so at the beginning of the year, one of the things I told my wife is I said, we need to figure this out. And so my wife is a researcher. And, and typically researchers love to research but never come to conclusions. Well, I shouldn't say that categorically, but I'll, I'll, I'll lay that in the case of my wife. She loved to do continual research. So in October, you know, we would check in in our 90-day plans in January and March and et cetera, and she's, well, I'm still looking at this. I got a couple more schools to interview. I'm talking to parents. And uh, we were getting all the way to May, and uh, school was beginning to let out. And I said, have you come to a decision yet? She says, no, I'm still working on it. And I said, okay. So got in the car. I drove down 
signed him up for high school, came back and said, I'm done. She says, you're done with what? I said, well, I put him in public school for the ninth grade because I don't want to be sitting here at the end of uh, the, the beginning of the school year finding he had no place to go. And so she suddenly said, you put him in public school? I said, yeah, it's okay. I don't have a problem at all. I said, we'll, we'll just figure out the dyslexia. Well, the accountability started to kick in. And right. uh, she realized that uh, you know, something needed to be done. And so, but it helped to move her along in her decision process. Did you end up put, keeping him in public school or did you, did mm. you find a specialized school? <laughs> he was in public school for one week. <laughs> and then she found something better. That's exactly what happened. She she found a better program for him. So, well, you know, I think goals are great, especially when we're talking here about school. Uh, well, you have a child. Uh, for me, I have a son that's a, a sophomore and going to college. And there's a lot of goals that we have to set to make sure that he gets into college and to write down. That's excellent. Well, today we're going to be having on Randy Garn. Randy is the author of Prosper, Creating the Life That You Want To. He's a very successful entrepreneur. And we're going to talk about the aspects of uh, developing a passion, following a passion, setting up your own business, and what we call prospering in life. So this is Alan Olson with America Dreams, the Keys of Life Success. We'll be right back with Randy Garn. Welcome back. This is Alan Olson's America Dreams, Keys to Life Success, where we talk about how to live the life that you want to. What are your dreams? What do you want out of life? What defines success to you? Today we have with us Randy Garn. He's the co-founder of Prosper and the author of the book, Prosper, Create the Life that You Want to. Hey, Randy, how are you doing? You know, we're doing, doing very well today. Things are, things are good. How are you, Alan? Doing well. Well, Randy, there are many people who are living paycheck to paycheck. Many people are struggling to put food on their table out there in this lousy economy. Do you think that there's the solutions to financial struggles that our nation is currently facing? Yeah, you know, it, it is, it's very interesting because uh, in, in today's market, a lot of people are rebooting, reinventing, retooling, um, trying to come up with, and what do I, what am I best in the world at, and, and how can I bring value um, you know, about 42, 42% of uh, people right now say that they're living paycheck to paycheck. And, and in my, you know, what, what I think of the American dream is, is really being able to, one, have the hope in a brighter future, which I truly and 100% believe in. But I think what people are looking for right now is something that they can make money with, that they can really enjoy, and that's sustainable over the long time. Wow, 42% paycheck. The paycheck that, uh, and, and they say that we're not in a recession right now. Yep. But I'll tell you, it's uh, the the statistics are even even more undaunting. Um, you know, uh, they say that it's about fifty percent of Americans, and this this aligns with the forty two percent pay no income tax at all. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, I I think it's about time now to really really hone in and and uh, you know have some more information about what people can do in their life to to really make the most out of it. It's uh, this this country we're known as a land of opportunity, uh, you know, land where uh, where you know with the, the the country that we live in, the laws that are provided, people should have a chance to do what they want to. Now, I understand that uh, 
In your book that will be released in just a few days, you discuss principles that will lead to prosperity. Yep, oh, we do. Okay, so first of all, let's, let's start with when I use the prosperity word, what, what does that mean to you, Randy? Yeah, you know, and we, we've really, over the last 13 years, we've, we've uh, trained, you know, thousands and thousands of people and worked with entrepreneurs in over 80 different countries. Um, and and we, what prosperity means to us, and, and this is the reason why we wrote the book Prosper, and we'd love for everybody to, to get a copy of it and to, to read it because it's a really an action step to how to gain prosperity in your life. And, and for us, what it means to prosper is that, what you are currently doing is, one, helping you make enough money to accomplish your dreams, but it also brings great happiness and satisfaction to you both socially you know, and economically. But when you, start, when you love what you do, it's sustainable over a long period of time. And so for us, prosperity really is it's an equation. It's, it's, it's uh, money plus happiness plus sustainability equals prosperity. And... And, and today, you know, there's a lot of people, you can go out there and get a job that you hate, but, you know, we, only, we truly believe you only have one life to live. And so you might as well do something that you love that can help bring the, the amount of revenue that you need to accomplish your dreams. We've actually seen, um, there, there was a study done too as well, that those graduates, from, um, those graduates from college, that all they did was look for a job that brought them a lot of, lot of money, were actually less successful in the long run or those people that actually chased after what they loved doing, they actually ended up making more money and more revenue over the long term. And so our, our definition of prosperity is just that. It, prosperity isn't about having all the money in the world because we all know people that are very, very wealthy that, that are miserable. It, it's about having enough to live the kind of life that you want to live, and everybody's definition of that is different. So, You know, Randy, I, I guess this, this book isn't just the fact that you're an author writing a book, but you really have, um, you're telling what you've done for the past 12 years, your research and teaching tens of thousands of people about what you, uh, uh, what you came across. A um, little background, I heard that you, know, you were once nominated in the early stages as Entrepreneur of the Year with your, your company there. Yeah, we were. We actually, uh, in, we, we actually won the uh, Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award, and um, we, we did it in, in the way that we actually educate and, uh, and train into entrepreneurs all over the world. And, so, and we actually were just awarded uh, the U.S. patent for our online educational, um, our online educational model. And, so, and, and our model really helps individuals to implement those things in their life to find out, hey, what am I the best in the world at, and, and how do they turn that into a very successful business. And so we actually just, uh, just finished that patent up, too, as well this year. So. Well, so so you have been already at this for some time, teaching people how to be successful in their own businesses and and to prosper in their lives. Yeah, we we have been, and we we actually work with some pretty amazing authors and thought leaders uh, to help us to come up with, you know, our, over the years to come up with the whole the six practices that we have in the book are very well thought out, research studied, and and you actually kind of have to do them in order too as well. And uh, and so we are we're excited to we're excited to get this message out to everyone. Wow, who, who, who just who are some of the people you work with in the past? You know, some of the, some of the people that we work with in the in the past and that we we still currently work with are, you know, um, good people like the the folks at Nightingale Conant, um, you know, Robert Allen, Joe Vitale. Um, there's a lot of uh, other other great uh, entrepreneurs and thought leaders that we that we've helped with their book promotions and uh, and understanding. We we love to learn from those 
those people. I mean, we've studied everything from Jim, you know Jim Collins from Good to Great and helped implement a lot of those strategies in our in our uh, um, programs too as well. A lot of things from uh, Tony Shea from Zappos on the culture that they've developed and. And if you read his book, too, as well, um, you know, Delivering Happiness, he, he really followed what he believes and what he, he um, loves, too, as well. And, and that was, uh, you know, really delivering happiness to people. And if, if you read his book, there's a lot of, the, lot of the core principles there, too, as well. And so, you know, those are some of the, the, some of the people that we've worked with and, and some of the people that we, uh, that we enjoy, uh, um, you know, the, their writings, too, as well. Wow. So you, you, have a lot of, uh, you have a lot of thought leadership in your portfolio there. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, I have a question. Uh, <clears throat> Randy, you, you said you have an online program. How, how would somebody, if they wanted to take some of your online entrepreneurship classes, how would they be able to get a hold of you and do, tell, and do so? Yeah, if, they, if, if, we, if somebody wanted to take some of our entrepreneurial classes, um, they, you know, they can definitely go to our, our website, www.prospering.com, and they can uh, um, contact us through, through that website. And, you know, we do have, we have entrepreneurial classes, um, everything from small business to e-commerce to personal finance to, um, you know, how to transfer your, your transfer, you know, your, your, your debt into wealth and, and ways to be able to do that. We have uh, personal development programs too as well. And so we've got, we've actually got a pretty a holistic uh, uh, array of different courses and programs that you can take, and they're all very results-based. And so... A lot of our students aren't looking to get a degree. A lot of our students aren't, you know, looking to finish a statistics class or whatever. They're really look, looking to implement and to, to, one, earn an extra income, but also to find out, you know, what can I do to, uh, that, what can I do in my life that I really, really love, and how do I execute and implement that with the help of a one-on-one coach and trainer to help you to go through that course. And, and most of the courses last from six months to a year. Wonderful. Thanks for that info. So what, what you're really all about then, Randy, is you're about the, uh, the aspiring entrepreneur who needs a solid business coach of how do I make this company yeah. grow that's, into something that's, big. That is exactly right. And that's kind of the book outline, too, as well, as to how to find those things. But, you know, everybody, that, you know, 72% of people have an, an idea or a, or a, um, uh, a specific product or something that they want to get out to the marketplace that they that they want to get their either you know information out or their education or a book or you know develop a business and so there's more entrepreneurship happening right now than there ever has been in the history of of our country and so what we do is we help accelerate the the success rate of entrepreneurs through through our educational training programs that you know we've got standard curriculums that kind of help take through you know marketing branding um um, developing out a, a business plan, and then how do I execute that with somebody that will kind of help you in that process? So, Alan, Alan, do you think the American dream still exists? Do you think that get rich mentality still there? <laughs> well, the, the get rich mentality—I'm not sure that 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 is ever anything that people should aspire to, because I believe that if you build it too quickly, it it won't last. But what Randy's talking about here sounds like. It's a it's a key formula to really making something something last. He has great business coaches and building a, a something of a lasting value. So, Randy, you know, can you give us some thoughts here? How has your program been going here? We just have a minute here to wrap this up, and uh... 
Yeah, no, and, and I and I love your question too as well. Does the get rich scheme really exist? And and you know what? I mean, and you guys are in, in San Francisco too as well. And and if you remember back in the gold rush days, um, you know, the, only there wasn't that many people that that made a huge amount. There were some, but we really believe that those people that you know really do what they love, and and have everybody has their unique DNA, their unique fingerprint. They also have something unique that they can bring to the, uh, to the world. And, and uh, we really think that if you do that, then it can be sustainable over the long term. We don't yeah. really, uh, you know, we really believe in slow and steady wins the race. Hey, hey Randy, we're, we're running up against our, our, our time right here, but uh, I'd like to hold you on for another segment. So uh, this is Alan Olson, America Dreams, Keys to Life Success. We'll be right back in a moment with more information on how you can prosper in life. Welcome back. This is Alan Olson with American Dreams, Keys to Life Success, where we talk about how to live the life that you want to. What are your dreams? What do you want out of life? What defines success? We've been visiting here with Randy Garn. He's the author of the new book, Prosper, Create the Life That You Really Want. Hey, Randy, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Alan. So in your book, I understand that you've developed six practices that help people prosper and redefine prosperity. Can you tell me about those principles? Yeah. No, we, we would love to. And this, you know, we, we've actually developed these principles, like I said earlier, over, you know, over 12 years of, of being in business and a lot of research and study on, you know, training and mentoring a, a little over 80,000 people. And so we've, we've, uh, we've really put together some thought behind these six principles, and, and we want people to do them in order. Uh, really, the six principles that you can find in the book, and each one of them will go into detail, it's, you know, find your own Polaris point. And a Polaris point is just like that, just like the North Star. You know, in, in astronomy, there's only but one Polaris point. And so it always stays fixed in the heavens, and, and you always know where that's at. And so we believe that every individual should, should kind of figure out, what is that that I want to accomplish in my life, and then do it. Um, the second principle is, is understanding, you know, the difference between the balance of money and happiness. And, you know, we, we, there's, there's tons of stories, and one of the stories in the book, too, as well, is about an attorney that's making a ton of money, um, but he never has enough time for his family, and he's always scrambling around, um, busy, working, you know, late, late nights, and all he truly wants to do is, is be able to have enough, enough money and time for his family, but because of, you know, making six figures and house payments and trying to keep up with everybody, he's not able to balance that money and happiness. And then there's, mm-hmm. there's another story that we share of a, of a janitor that makes enough money to spend all the time he wants with his kids. He's extremely happy, and his life is sustainable. And so, you know, it, it's really helping everybody find, you know, what that balance is between their own, own money and happiness. You know, there, Randy, there was a uh, an article this uh, uh, news newscast this week on Rick uh-huh. Perry, and he's from some uh, small town in Texas. And and all I remember is the word "paint" is part of the name of the town. <laughs> so, paint something Texas. But they had these uh, they they had the newscast to go find the place. It was uh, the ways out north of Austin. Yeah. And uh, they they showed a picture of uh, a vast empty landscape. And uh, they, they found the high school where there was 130 students enrolled. Uh, actually, it was all the, all the grades. Uh, right. you know, Rick had uh, graduated number three in his class of 13. 
and um, and then uh, you know as they went through this process, they found a farmer there, and they then they showed the farmer's field, and he said, "Look, we're in a drought here, and uh, because of the drought, there's no water to grow crops." And so you kind of got the picture that uh, th- this place was real economically depressed. But but the uh-huh. farmer said, when asked by the newscaster, he says, "Well, how do you like it out here?" And the guy says, "I love it. You you don't have to have money." To have happiness in life, which was interesting. That that is that is. I mean, that's right at the heart of it. And you know, you do have to. I mean, and that's because there's a lot of people that that are extremely happy but don't have a lot of money. You know, we just call those people happy. And and what we what we our definition of prosperity is is that you have enough money doing what you love to do, and it and it and it uh, can can continue to last. And, um, you know, it's like, like uh, Steve Wozniak, one of the quotes that I truly love is that, you know, he said that uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't there to make a lot of money. He just wanted to build, build um, you know, build good computers. And he was the CEO of Apple for, for a long time. And, and uh, you know, that's, it, really, it really comes down to that, um, you know, loving what you do when, you're, when your uh, passion mixes with profits. So. I love that saying, when you have passion and profits together. Yep. Um, I, I think the worst thing that could happen is a person go to work and hate being at their job every day. Yep. Uh, the average person, I, I, it's it's uh, right now the average person is switching jobs so often. It's it the the statistics are just astounding of how many times people switch jobs, and it's because they're not they don't love what they do. And you find what you love, what you do, whether it's working internally in a job, which we call entrepreneurship, or it's building your own business. Um, both of those things, if you truly love it and, and you're, being, you know, you're being able to grow inside your company and do the things you love, if you're the best at that, then, 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 then that's when the, that passion and the profits can mix. So. Wow. Spoken by a true entrepreneur who loves his job. All right. So what, what else do you have in the principles here? You know, a couple of other things that, are, that we feel are really, really important are, you know, is to, you know, focus on, focus on what you already have. Um, a lot of people get stalled um, because they they think, oh my gosh, I've got to find VC capital, I've got to find funding, um, I've got to have you know a team around this. And so, one of the things that's really important is is to make a list of the assets that you already have, um, whether it's key relationships, you know, funding relationships, or or you know, um, uh, what what are the assets that you have? What do you have that can help you to accomplish what you what you've already done in the first principles? Um, in the book, and so that that's critical. A lot of people just they don't take time to to write things down. They don't take time to take an inventory of the resources they have around them. And if you look at most of the highly successful businesses, you know, you think about all these Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies. They had to start somewhere. They start in their garage. They start somewhere. And there's a lot of very successful medium-sized com- companies that are family-owned that people love. And so a lot of those were just started from an idea and the resources that they had. So a lot of times you don't need to go get big, you know, capital or funding. Um, you need to spend time on that. You know, it's interesting so. that uh, we work with a lot of venture capitalists in our business and entrepreneurs. And uh, the, the entrepreneurs, after having done one successful company, the first thing that they learn is that uh, they want to try to hang on as much of their company as they can. And, yeah. and they resist the urge to go out and, and, and start selling their company to other people. Yep. So uh, I, I like the resources of, uh, you know, evaluating what you have and, and, and what, you know, resources that you currently have in hand, will, how far that will take you before you need to go out and find external 
things. Yeah, it's very true. Hmm. So. so what about, uh, you know, a, a person coming in and saying, well, you know, I lost my job, I want to get back into the workforce and uh, having trouble finding employment, uh, I think I'll go start my own company. And so uh-huh. what we've established is uh, make sure if that's going to happen that you got some type of a passion and you got some resources to do that. But but what else would they need as they start out? You know, as a, as a as an entrepreneur, I think one of the things that that a lot of entrepreneurs fail in is really building out that that successful business model. And if it's something that you're you're highly passionate about, I mean, when I when I first um, I was actually going to college full time and working full time, and um, you know, I I actually ran a, a concrete construction crew. And, you know, we were, I was making great money. I was able to get through college. But I knew that that isn't what I wanted to do the rest of my life. Um, and so when, when you're out, when you're first starting, and it was a company that, uh, that I was working for somebody, but then I decided to as well. I started a little business called Buck Buck. And we actually, instead of slaving over, you know, making $18 an hour running a construction company, Back in my early 20s, I said, you know what, let's figure out something else that can help bring some revenue, and that was a ton of fun. We actually started taking out all the, all the uh, girls' uh, garbages in the dorm rooms, and we were making you know, two to $3,000 a month just taking out garbages, and uh, we were uh, charging Randy, everybody in the room a dollar, and we'd go every Tuesday and Thursday, take out the trash, and we were making some phenomenal uh, money. And just uh, and it was a small small business, but we met a ton of people, and it was we were providing a service that uh, providing a service that others didn't want to do, and so that's just a small example. Um, it may be that you love baking cakes. There was just a big thing on uh, uh, on CNN about an entrepreneur that she just loved to make cakes, and she did it from home. And all of a sudden, people started paying her you know great amount a ton of money to have her bake the cakes for them. So you need to think of a business that you love but also make sure that there's an economical model behind it and that you make more than you spend, too, as well. You know, I, I, love, the, I love the concept, the single guy starting a business to take out the girl's garbage. <laughs> wow. Randy, <laughs> we, we, loved, we loved hearing from you. How do people contact you if they want to purchase your book? You know, the best way for people to do that is just go to uh, prosperbook.com, and uh, they can go right on there and, uh, and, and uh, see the book and see some of the other things that we're, we're doing, too, as well. So just on prosperbook.com. Hey, thank you, Randy, for joining the show today. I, I like to hold you on. we got a couple people calling in that uh, have some questions. Do you have time to stay with us? Yeah, sure. I'm fine. Excellent. Well, this is Alan Olson, America Dreams, Keys to Life Success. We'll be right back with Randy Garn. Welcome back. This is Alan Olson's American Dreams, Keys to Life Success. We've been visiting here today with Randy Garn, the new author of the book Prosper, Create the Life That You Really Want. Uh, we have a caller on the phone, uh, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, I understand that you have a need to find more prosperity in your life. Yes, Alan. I'm 23 years old. I'm going to school full-time, trying to go on some dates, attending church and everything. Uh, I recently started a business called Foster Ties, buying and selling, reselling knick ties online and door-to-door. With everything going on, I'm just trying to figure out how to balance my life and make time for everything. Huh. Hey, Randy, can you give Jeremy some, some thoughts on uh, you know where, where he should start with this? Yeah, I mean, I think Jeremy, too, as well. Um, you know, like my, like my story, too, as well, when I was going to college single, you know, trying to make ends meet. Um, 
you need to think about with your ties, you know, how can I, how can I multiply myself? Are, you know, are you doing anything online? Are you using anything through social media? Um, have you set up a, a, you know, a, a, a website where people can go to that? Or are you just mainly going door to door? Well, I've got a website up and uh, I haven't really tapped too much into the social media um, mm-hmm. aspect yet, but I want to do that. I, I gotta, I gotta interrupt here, uh, yeah. Rand. You talked about Jeremy multiplying himself. Jeremy, what about the hair ribbons? Have you thought about that as an added line to the ties? No, I actually didn't consider that yet. Well, <laughs> Randy did the garbage routine and uh, did some good social networking <laughs> yeah, Alan, there. I think you, uh, you'd love a hair ribbon. You gotta be perfect. <laughs> All right, go, go on. Sorry about that, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, no, Jeremy, I think you need to think about, you know, um, where are you sourcing the ties from? You know, what are your costs per ties? Look at, the, look at maybe different lines, like Alan says, is maybe have, you know, um, some cheaper ties, some medium-priced ties, some more expensive ties. You know, make sure that you're, uh, you're, you're doing those things to reach a, reach a broader audience. And then I would really use, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of things that we're helping people understand is the power of online marketing, Internet marketing, you know, and the, and the tools and resources that are there um, through different advertising, contextual advertising, you know, um, blogging and things like that. So there's, there's a lot of resources that you might be able to do. I know it's a very competitive space, too, but uh, you might want to look into some of those avenues, too. All right, great. Yeah, I started the website with iPage, and I need to look more into what I can do with uh, social media and advertising uh, through iPage um, on my website and getting out to Google um, so I can be searchable online and everything. So, yeah. well, wonderful. Well, make sure that you're calculating, you know, your your expenses. Make sure that you're watching every single dime, and 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 also your time and effort that's put into it, that it's not taking away from the things that you really love. And then you know you just never know where this will where this will blossom into. But it, uh, you know, at least I'm I'm excited that you're out doing something. There's so many people right now going to school that think, hey, I'm just going to get through school. And I I truly believe that this keeps you engaged, invigorated. I think you'll do better in school. You're you're making ends meet on your own, and that actually drives a lot of healthiness too as well. So I I mean, my hats off to you for getting out there too. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I think that while doing this during school take my entrepreneurship classes. I mean, doing a business at the same time, my education is going to be four times more effective, I think. Well, thanks, Jerry, for calling in for the, uh, for the advice, and, uh, and uh, we're, we're, we're happy to have you here today. Alan, we now have Thank another you. call in. Well, but i got a question before we go into yeah. this. So, mm-hmm. You know, Randy, when we go back to school... Uh-huh. And uh, you were doing these businesses school. What was the greatest challenge to you? Was it was it your time or the money to scale the business? We're talking about resources here. <laughs> you know, I think one thing that's been my biggest uh, biggest uh, resource constraint, and I think for all of us, if you do it, is is time. Um, because I think you know, if, if you really track your time well and do that, I think you can you can accomplish great things in life. You know, why is it that one person can do so much and that another person can't? Because you need to be able to, uh, to, to really watch your team, time. If I look back, I wish that, uh, you know, I wish I would have had, had more time. But also I think there's a tremendous skill at getting people to, being able to rally the right team around you. And I'm a tremendous believer in, in, in getting good people around you that can also help you. Alan, we have another uh, caller calling in. It's Jeff that's on the phone. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing? Doing great, thanks. You have a question here today for Randy Garn? Uh, I do, yeah, thanks. Uh, Randy, I'd like to know um, what you think the key is to finding prosperity in life. 
Hey, what I think the key is to finding the prosperity in life, you know, it is all in our book, um, Prosper. If you go to the uh, book, uh, prosperbook.com, there is some good answers there. And, and I, I think the key to prosperity in life, Jeff, is, is it's very individual for, for every, every person out there. Um, but prosperity is, is having enough money to really live the life you want to live um, and, and uh, being happy at what you do and that it, that it, like I said, it's sustainable over a long period of time. And that, you know, you, you, you stay away from those things that are going to bring you down. You don't attach yourself to, to um, programs or projects that, that aren't going to be successful. That you really think about um, what it is you want to do and spend time doing that plan and then commit 100% to it. So I really think that, um, you know, if people, people spend more time making that uh, plan in their life that, building that prosperity that's going to help them make more money, more happiness and sustainability in life. That's what I found to be a, be a great key. So when we, when we talk about prosperity, Randy, as I'm listening to Jeff's question, it, it does not necessarily mean money. It, it, it doesn't. In fact, some of the statistics and research that we did um, – most people said that, you know, having prosperity in life was having happiness. And in our book, you know, we want to make it clear to as well is that this, is, this book isn't about, you know, being just happy. There's a lot of books written about happiness. This book isn't just about, you know, making a ton of money because there's a lot of books that we know of that's about that. It's, this book really gets down to the core of what prosperity is, and that is actually the balance between money and happiness and, and how to achieve that. So, and I think that that's a true definition of, of prosperity. It's, it's multidimensional. It's just not one of the two. So. You know, it's interesting. It, it, it seems to me then that when we talk about prosperity, uh, the oxymoron in there would be uh, prosperity and, ha- and money. Um, but it, it seems that the, that the synonym there is that prosperity is really about following one's passion. Right. Uh, What's inside of their self? This is all very insightful. Thank thank you, Jeff, for calling in. We appreciate the call. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, you know, I I had a a friend make a comment to me. He says uh, he read a poem, and um, and, and I'll read it somewhat later, but basically was focused in on uh, that uh, each of us in life from birth to death on a time continuum Mm-hmm. And at the end of our time, when it's when it's up and over, everything that we acquired in life uh, stays behind. So, how would you define that with prosperity? And we we got a, just a short short bit here, but what would you say the successful life would look like? You know, I, and I'm I'm a big believer in that too as well. It's like, you know, I think that you know, family and friends and relationships are key to that. I think are key to that um, um, happiness side of things too as well. But I think also too as well is making sure that you, you have enough money to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. And a big part of the last chapter kind of talks about renewing your prosperity. Also being prosperous is a tremendous part of giving back. Um, most prosperous people and, and most very, very wealthy people, they become extremely happy when they're able to actually change other people's lives and give back to society. And that's part of the sustainability piece that we talk about. And when you're able to, to do that, we, I really feel like you're very, you know, very holistic and you, you've attained some true prosperity in your life. That's perfect. Hey, Randy, all, all great thoughts here. We really appreciate you being with us here, here today on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Alan. I really appreciate it. 
This is Alan Olson, America Dreams, Keys to Life Success. We'll be back with more information on what to do after this short break. Welcome back. This is Alan Olson's America Dreams, Keys to Life Success, where we talk about how to live the life that you want to live. What are your dreams? What do you want out of life? What defines success? You know, Alan, we've had a great discussion with Randy Garn, uh, the author of Prosper, Create the Life You Really Want. That's now a, uh, will be available in a few days at www.prosper.com. Alan, with all this talk about how to prosper, is money really everything? Do you believe that money makes people happy in life? No, I, I, I don't believe that money makes it anybody happy in life. Yeah, in fact, I have a client. He uh, self-made uh, gazillionaire, or whatever. You know, I mean, he has more than more than enough money, and and he comes back to me and uh, he says, you know, Alan, he says the the real money is on the golf course when I'm betting on a hole of golf. Uh, you know, it's a five dollars or ten dollars at a time. <laughs> and I said, why is that? He says because because I I really got some skin in the game. I have a passion for golf, and uh, he says that that type of money makes me happy. The other stuff. No, I'm not happy with it. So perhaps, uh, perhaps a key to being successful is to be successful in the balance of all of these things, perhaps making enough money, but also doing what we're passionate about and finding a balance with our family and our spiritual goals as well. Is that what you're suggesting? Well, I think, I think to every individual person, they need to really base their life on the, their own passion, you know, uh, what what derives their happiness? But the more they can align the passion that they have with how they spend their time, the the more fulfilling their life becomes. Right. There, so, yeah. There there was a guy that uh, uh, Bob Buford who wrote a book. I think it's half half time or something. And he and he says uh, the first half of your life you you should spend. You know, creating wealth. You know, you're the entrepreneur. You're you're you have a W two, but you're you're always saving. And, and then when you get to about fifty years old, you should spend the last half of your life giving everything that you've accumulated away. Now that that's an interesting topic because I think Randy touched on that. You see, he touched on uh, part of prosperity is giving back, and that creates some of the, some of that happiness that that we will enjoy is giving back to the community, giving back to others. So how do you feel about that, Alan? <laughs> well, I can tell you a personal experience that uh, when my second uh, child entered college education, I said, hey, we're going to do this principle. And, and I went to my kids and said, I just gave all your college education away. And they, Oh, how did they like that? <laughs> they said, you what? And I said, look, look, kids, I said, you, you guys, you don't need money as much as other people in life. And, uh, and so, so we're going to give money to the uh, – what I say for your college education to Spanish children. Wow. And it, it, interesting result. It was a gutsy move on my part, but the kids looked at and said, Dad, we support you in the decision, and if you're going to do that, I guess we'll just work harder to get scholarships. And uh, How's so, it panned out? How's it panned out for them? It, it panned out very well. They, they went through. They paid every college education, uh, tuition payment, housing payment, meal. They supported themselves, and we were able to bless the lives of uh, other kids. Wonderful. So that that whole concept about uh, giving back, it, it's a true principle. So, Great. Well, you know, I know that material things, when people think of prosperity and success, they think of material things. Many think, equate that to how much money. But material things we can't take when we die, right? 
what we leave behind is what we've done for others, what we've given to others. What do you want people to write in your obituary after, you, after you're gone? That, that's a good way to, yeah, to what, think about this whole plan. What legacy will you leave? Who have you helped? And I think that might be the key to prosperity there. Excellent. Hey, Nadine, thanks, thanks a lot for being with us today again. This is Alan Olson, America Dreams, the Keys to Life Success, where we're talking about how to live the life that you want to live. What are your dreams? What do you want out of life? And what defines success? Welcome back with us next week, where we'll be talking more about how to prosper in your life.